You're listening to the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. So, uh, hey everyone, this is John at the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. This is episode 28. Uh, today I have uh, with me Jamil Gaines. Uh, you know, at some point we'll we'll get into it a little bit more deep, and uh, you know, we'll do we'll do something live and in person. But uh, Jamil Jamil is actually a um, I know him from school. Uh, he graduated a year ahead of me. Um, we didn't graduate from the same school, but we did go to the same school for a few years, and uh, we have a lot of the same friends in common. And uh, him and his dad just are super good people and. Um, you know, they were very good to my, you know, to my family, to my mom. And, uh, you know, I certainly appreciate that. So, uh, Jamil is actually an actor, uh, and director. So I'm just going to, I'm just going in on your IMDB page. So, uh, Jamil is a, uh, he's an actor and director. Uh, he's known for, and this is all new to me because Jamil's just, Jamil, you know? so, uh, he's known for, uh, the makeup of a man. And that's from 2007. Uh, from what this says, there's also, uh, Untitled, the series uh, from 2013, and The Dweller on the Threshold from 2016. And um, I'll throw a picture of Jamil up here on the on the um, on the uh, on the YouTube page. But um, you might also recognize Jamil from uh, Ancestry.com commercial uh, that he has. Um, that is actually, I think it's still going on right now, right? So I've seen it quite a few times. Um, but yeah, man, Jamil, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's it's been a little while. We um, we're, we've been trying to get this done for for quite some time. But um, you know, you're busy. I'm busy, and you know, the world's just a crazy, crazy place. So, uh, welcome, buddy. Yeah, man. yeah, thank you, John. Thank you. I think that's probably the biggest part of it for me is just that nobody seems to know what the hell's going on. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just kind of everybody's sort of taking one step back and. Uh, doing a little reevaluating in this in this moment and certainly folks are are suffering too so it's 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 a crazy crazy time right 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 so um so uh yeah so we, we actually i think it was on halloween night we were out uh kind of giving candy out to some of the neighbors and 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 we just got to talking i think by the time we were done talking it was like two and a half hours later and we talked about a lot of stuff man we talked about growing up we talked about some politics um, but I really, you're like a super interesting dude, right? So you've had quite a journey, uh, to now, um, you've had some pretty big wins. Um, you know, you've had some, some, um, I guess you've, you've overcome some, some challenges just like a lot of us have. Um, but, but we got into some, we got into some conversation about, you know, uh, the politics in particular and. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to talk about that now or if you want to talk about something else, but I, I think this is the first of many for us on this, this platform. I mean, we might as well, I think it's timely, John. I think we might as well dive in because, um, you know, this is the moment that we're all living in. And I don't know how many people just in their own lives, certainly with so much chaos going on, have any time to think about how the, the structure was laid and how the groundwork was laid. And yeah, it's time to talk about that stuff now. So I say we just jump right. in. <laughs> hey man, let's let's do it. Let's do it. And and one yeah. of one of those things that, that that I learned from our conversation is that you know we might not necessarily see eye to eye on every single thing, but I think we both. Well, I don't think I I know we both want humanity to win, right? So we yeah. want humanity to win, and right. you know how we get there. I think it's going to come from conversations like you know from like conversations like this to where. 
you know, I, I may have a point of view and you are going to have a point of view, but guess what? I'm going to sit here and listen to yours. And I'm sure, I mean, based on our conversations in the past, you, you definitely sit there and listen to mine. So, oh, yeah. um, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and with that being said, it's literally the last day of the year of 2020, right? So how fitting, uh, so we're going to turn this thing over tomorrow or tonight at midnight. And, um, so, uh, well, I mean, give, just, just right off the bat, you mentioned something really interesting, which I think we should probably pinpoint, like being that this is something that's recorded and everybody's going to be able to, you know, revisit it and whatnot. One of the first things that you said that we shouldn't glaze over is the idea of listening um, as like the root of all of this. Um, and, and, and listening properly, you know? I mean, like, you know, some people say that they're listening, but what they're doing is they're waiting to, to, to have their turn so they can shut you down, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> you know? And that's not really listening. I mean, listening is like, I want to be open to what makes you uh, think what you think. And without, like, walking into it thinking, like, oh, you know, anybody that feels this way is a bad person. Like, that's the, that's the first problem that I think everybody's got to deal with in their own way completely agree completely agree yeah yeah and and, and, and so and I mean, you can't, like get on you can't get on the news and tell people how to do that it's, it's more like this so again right. what you said in terms of you know these conversations being what really winds up saving humanity and this american experiment at the same time right you know like these are the these are the cornerstones. Like, you know, these are the first things that, that everybody's got to get figured out before we start talking about the issues. Right. Yep. Yep. I know. <laughs> Look, I, I completely agree. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, you can't, you, you could turn on the news and look, I, I very rarely watch an entire news program. Right. So I pick and choose what I want to watch and, and I have to surmise my own, um, you know, my own conclusions and, and what's important to me and, and the people that are important to me. And, you know, do I want everyone to be okay? A hundred percent. There's no one at, well, I mean, there's a few people that like, you know, that are going to you know, kill people and all that, like I, whatever with that. Right. So that's, that's my high level view on that. But, you know, when you and I were talking, it's like, you know, if, if people would, people would be more interested in listening, um, not just hearing what you're saying, right? So hearing and listening to me is two different things, right? Yeah. So yes. when I listen, and this is something I haven't been good at in the past, um, I think being a dad and, and probably for you too, being a dad uh, is really, you know, the things we put our parents through, buddy. And then you know, <laughs> hoping, hoping that, that, you know, we've taught our kids enough uh, right. to be able to be forthcoming and, and have those conversations. And you know, right. one of the things we talked about is, you know, if you're not extreme right or extreme left, and I had, I had Amanda Capaletti on here who is now, um, she just beat Dalen Leach in the, um, uh, in the runoff, uh, who Dalen Leach has been in yeah. public office for many years. And I never liked the guy personally. He was a piece of trash and always will be in my opinion. And, and people could take that for what it's worth, but Amanda's great. She had some good things to say, but so she's a Democrat. I'm a, if I have to be something, I'm a Republican, right? But I'm more of a moderate saying, let's figure this out for, for all. And, and that makes me a crazy one, man. Like that makes me look at like, what the hell's wrong with you? Well, but look at what we do with the rest of our culture, John. This is part of the issue is that we're a tribal culture as it is. Sure. And that comes from before 
America started. We were tribal before America. We, we was tribal first. We were tribal right. as human animals. That was the first thing that we did was be tribal <laughs> because right. you had people that were around you and that was your, that was your kin. That was your family. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that we just have not addressed what is still useful about being so tribal in this day and age. Right. And you can see this, the, like the leftover stuff of that is everywhere around us, right? You got people that are like sports fans and they're dying the wolf sports fans and don't mess with their team. Don't talk bad about their team. Right. But when it comes down to it, it's a game. You know what I'm saying? But people will have real life fist fights in real life over a game because they're tribal. Not because, you know, not because it has anything to do with the team or has anything to do with the players. Because we all know those people are like free agents and they go where the money's at and everything like that. So exactly. You're just fighting because you're tribal. And that I think, you know, when we were talking about the listening thing earlier, I think people switch off so quickly because they don't want their tribal like what's a good word for it? Like their tribal um, assignment or, you know, whatever they subscribe to, they don't want to start questioning that. Right. <laughs> no, they well, don't people want don't, people, people don't want to lose. Right. So nobody wants to lose, whether right. you're, you know, right. even an animal, I mean, animals know what it's like to win and lose. Yeah. We know what it's yes. like to win and lose. Yeah. So why is it, here's the question then. Why is it important that we are winning and losing against one another in the same country. <laughs> I think that's the only country yep. that does this on a regular basis is that we yes. are every four years. It's like, no, the Democrats are going to take the country. No, the Republicans yep. are going to take the country. It's like, we are all <laughs> right. together the country. So right. if you're taking like, like, like if half of us for argument's sake, are taking everything from the other half of us back and forth, then if you close your eyes and picture it, it's kind of like a, a tug of war on an elementary school playground. Man. Sure. You know, we're like, we're not grown ups at that point. We're just right. like, no, no, I want my thing. No, I want my thing. You keep tugging back and forth. It's like everybody else, like moderates, like you. And I would say if I had to describe myself, I would say that I abstain, really. Right. I'm more of a, I'm more of a, of an independent or, yep. You know, I, I don't want to call well, myself. I think there's going to be a lot of people leaning towards that way uh, going forward. I think because I think that gets at the heart of what we're saying is that right. we realize those of us who are really about the country winning in terms of it being the place where we all live together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you yeah. know, it's not about winning. It's about survival. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we got all these outside forces and these powers around the world that are trying to manipulate our process because our process can be manipulated because sure. we well, are any, such. Yeah. Anything you know, can be manipulated. Yeah, for sure. It, for sure. Yeah, anything can be, but especially when you have, you know, a, a, a community or a culture that is based in arguing all the time. Right. And not listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if we don't no, have our I best. Hear you. you know, I like, hear you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you have that on. You could, you'd look, I mean, just, you know, this is going to be a stupid example, but look at the Eagles right now with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Like, right, you know, right, 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 it was, right. you know, it was Wentzylvania. Now it's like, oh, it hurts to see him get, like, come on. It, they're just, they're just normal guys. Like, no matter what anyone says, they're normal guys yes. out there trying to get a job done. Now, they're you know, do they, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all really it comes down to. Um, but I, I think to your point, you know, the, the independent piece, it's like, 
it's odd that there's not more of that because this country was founded on independence from the stuff that we're kind of going through right now, right? So, it's, well, well, check this out, Pat, because this is interesting. I'm sorry, I'm calling you Pat, John. No, it's cool. It's cool. Whatever. Check it out, John. I, I, I take that. I take that as a good thing. That's a compliment. Trust me. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So, um, we were half founded on independence. Mm-hmm. The other half of the country was founded on money. Because when well, you they, think about you know, right. the British was the other half of the equation, right? So yep. we had mm-hmm. uh, we had the the settlers and you know the patriots and the people that fought the British. And I think what's going on is that we are starting to confuse uh, conservatism with capitalism. Mm-hmm. And the people that are the richest are just, you know, they're just pulling the strings for the rest of us. And yeah, I don't I, get, I agree to a point. You know, I think to a point that there is uh there's a goal where people are focusing on power, money and power. Mm-hmm. And if money and power is part of the conversation on the low, like somewhere in the background to any extent, then it really does influence how the Republican Party and the Democratic Party handle their business. So I could not agree more. I could not you know, agree I think more. Independence at this point to me personally, as far as how I define it, means that I am getting back to basics. Like you just said, this country was founded on people trying to break away from oppressive rules and things that were only serving a small community of people. Well, right. it looks like that to me now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Think, I agree. You know, big picture, it looks kind of the same. So I think that that aspect of it, that angle of it, you know, the making money and the power aspect of things has hijacked what was great about this independent experiment from the jump. And we're just now starting to figure that out. You know, like I think the millennials, I think like your kids, my kids, we're, they're, they're going to be the ones to say money ain't really that important. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, living I, a I, I agree. But right. So your, your daughter's yeah. how old? Like six? She just turned nine, bro. She just turned nine. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Yeah, well, look, nine. my, my oldest just turned 17. So yes. I know yes. how you feel. My youngest is 15, right. but. But, but yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of it. So I'm, I'm at a kind of like a, a crossroads right now with um, mm-hmm. like social media and, and even this kind yeah. of platform. Right. So, yeah. you know, my kids thankfully are smart enough. I mean, do they like nice things? Yeah. But like when, when I look at, you know, look at any social media, Instagram is huge for promoting ads and people are getting rich uh, off of wearing a certain kind of pants with a certain kind of body type. And there's a yep. lot of, you know, all this craziness going on. And look, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't pay for any kind of, I've done a couple sponsored ads and stuff like that for my uh, clothing side of things. But, you know, I, I think I, I hope that, or my, I guess my hope is that people start to understand that that is really not what drives the world. Right. So right really drives the world. Like if I I still believe this, Jamil, like, you know, you see my house, right? So I grew up in this town and this is a conversation you and I had. I grew up here when it was poor. You know what I mean? Like when the house is, the house is right down on, we'll say on front street at the bottom of the hill, they were $2,500 when I was younger. 
there's one just sold for four hundred thousand dollars. Man, and I mean, they were and, built in eighteen ninety or something like that. Right, yeah. and and you have every FedEx truck going by it, every dump truck going by it. You know every what I mean? Every day, you know, right. from from where we're looking, for, just from the top right. of the hill where we are, there are six hundred thousand dollar houses right down the street. Exactly. You know, so yeah. you know when when I look at yeah. things, um, I look at things from. I still think I'm like, I, I do well in life, right? So I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I'm crushing it in a lot of different areas, but you know, I'm not independently wealthy just yet. I'm trying to get there. Um, right. But. You know, I, I look around and I still believe that hard work wins. You know, yes, I do believe that. So I've had the conversation with a lot of people. Buddy, look, I when I graduated high school, I went and started working right at the tobacco factory. You know what I mean? And yeah. I put myself through college and my, my yeah. bachelor's degree. I, I graduated um, debt free. I had a lot of ramen noodles. At the same time, I had kids. And then for my graduate degree... I graduated debt-free as well. And I was going through a divorce at that time and, and still paying all the things I had to pay for. And, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of excuses out there for people that don't want, that don't want to go out and get it. Um, I do understand that there are people out there that are in situations where, you know, they may be, you know, having to provide for their, all their kid, all their brothers and sisters and their, their parents might be out of the picture or their parents might have an addiction problem or like, I understand yeah. that, but, um, and, and I'm not saying, but I just feel like Eve, I, everyone can win. I, I really do feel like everyone can win if you put the work in, um, and you're smart about it, but look, I've gotten breaks in my life. I, I've gotten breaks from, you know, some mentors of mine that, that have looked out for me and they saw things in me that other people didn't. And I think that's what gives me that faith in humanity to say, look, I coach baseball. You know, I, I talk to my kids, I talk to neighbors. I talk, you know, obviously you and I are having this conversation now, but I think, you know, what we had talked about and I'm kind of reiterating what we talked about already is that let's have a conversation. Let's understand what, you know, what kind of, makes you tick and, and, and what kind of, you know, you know, grinds you up a little bit and look, cause yeah. I want your, I want your daughter to have an amazing life. I'm sure you want my kids Absolutely. to have an amazing life. Absolutely. We have to start figuring it out though, because right, right now there's a lot of, um, a lot of conflict and a lot of, um, back and forth of just, you know, you like this person, you are put in this box or you like this person, you're put in this box. <laughs> And then you and I stand up here talking and then it's, everyone just looks at us like, what the hell are you guys talking about? It's like, we're talking, we're just, we're just talking. So. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's not hard to, it's not hard to, uh, to suss out really. I mean, just a couple of things that you said, for example, just taking that for example, um, you know, you said that hard work wins all. And I agree 100%. You know that. You know, you saw me pumping the air and the tires on a Subaru, right? <laughs> I, dude, I I couldn't even believe how fast you were pumping them tires up. 
Bro, I don't look. I mean, just a little bit about my background. When I graduated high school, my parents basically influenced, and not just my parents, but the school that I graduated from was a prep school. Um, you know, and none of it was my decision, but my path yeah. kind of forced me towards college because that's what the brass ring has been painted as for most right. of the country. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, if you want to take care of your kids, you got to make sure they have a college education. Everybody's saving for college education, college education. Well, because of the things that I went through that you alluded to earlier, some of the things you were talking about earlier that I had been through um, in King of Prussia, right. um, I knew that it was always going to be more about education or uh, less about education and more about social intelligence and emotional mm -hmm. intelligence right. of the people around me. Because when I was a kid, I learned right away that grownups did, had, had no idea what they were talking about. And I just sat back and looked and I was like, y'all are just you're just running the same lap. You're running the same race. You're doing the same thing. Everybody laid this, this groundwork out for you and you're just following the path. Yep. So by the time I got to grad, you know, by, by, the, by the time I got to, uh, to senior year, I said to myself, look, I know I'm a hard worker. I know I'm a blue collar kind of dude. I like working on cars. I like building houses. I like to make a little music, mm -hmm. but none of those things are really like you don't need to go to college to do any of that shit. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know? I agree. So, so I was saying to all the grownups around me, these are like the smart people, right? I said to everybody, I was like, look, I know what it is I need to do. I thought the point of going all through 12 years of school was to decide what you wanted to do and then figure out whether higher education was right for you. But what happened to me was that they basically said, no, you got to, I mean, you got to apply to college. What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do if something doesn't go right? I mean, you have something to fall back. And everybody was just circling around, threatening me and being like, well, you know, I mean, if you don't get a college degree, it's going to be hard to get one later and all this stuff they keep talking in your ear over and over and over. John, if I had started building cars right out of high school, I'd be a totally different person. Right. right. Now. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, Look, uh, I, 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 I that's part of it. That's that. That's part of that. That that like weaves into what we were just talking about—the whole money thing. Yeah. We all we, we are like trained to believe that the only way to be successful is to make money. You right. said you're crushing. The thing, the, the ways that make you feel like you're crushing it. I don't think all of them have to do with money, John. I know you. No, they don't. You're not, not at all. You know, you're not a rich. You know, you're not like that kind of dude. So, bro, I'm things, sitting in my bedroom right now talking to my neighbor on a podcast exactly. that I do that is 100% free. The, the exactly. all the money I've ever invested in and in everything that I have is maybe 200 bucks. Exactly. So I know you this know about I mean? you. I know that deep down you are not a person that cares about money. You like experiences. You like making connections with people. Right. You're not holding money up there as the most important thing. Okay. So right. that's me. And that's you. You think that's the only two people in the world that don't really care no. about money that much? No, okay. no. Okay. Well, so it's, it, it, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's lots of people that don't give a shit about money, John. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what we're yeah, trying to fight. I hear you. I hear it. But I will tell you this. My biggest fear in life is being broke. So, yeah, you know, I try to, I try to stack as much as I can, but I, you know, like I said, you dude, I, you know, I want to go why, out. Why, I want to have why, nice things. You know what I mean? I have a yeah. truck that's been yeah. paid off for a couple of years. It's my dream mm -hmm. truck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's got the dent in the hood. It's, you know, it's whatever, but you know, it's mine. So, you know, True. you know, you had, you had the Subaru here. You have, you know, I mean, you've had well, more but, cars me, probably than anyone I've ever known. Totally. But here's the thing. I've never paid more than $8,000 for a car. 
right. in my entire life. I mean, I right. haven't bought a pair of jeans until about a week ago when, where I stupidly <laughs> went to the store and bought a pair of jeans because right. I had a hole in them. But, you know, I only buy clothes when I bust a hole in them. I only, right. you know, get cars that, you know, that I can either have fun with or mm -hmm. that I'm emotionally attached to. I'm going to have a yep. good time, you know, working on it or driving it or whatever. Yep. But it's not about it being expensive. It's not about it being fancy. It's not about it being new. It's just about it being what it needs to be so that I what can you do want, What you want it to be. Yeah, the rest of the stuff I want to do. But right. then you got people that are just making all of their decisions, what they buy, how they eat, all of that based on what's the most expensive mm -hmm. there's a tv show called most expensive <laughs> this I'll is what we do out. i'll check that you know out. what i'm saying there's a tv show where, where dude is just and i mean it's i think it's i think it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek but the point of it is there's, yeah that, but that's that a, that someone's is, reality that's what it comes down to yeah, that's someone did just think of that <laughs> exactly exactly for somebody to think of that right that means that we we are we are just cranking trying to make money Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people have forgotten about the determination is supposed to come from a pleasant life experience. You right. can't, you can't drum up what it takes. And trust me, John, I mean, I am broke. Let me, let, let me just put it out like this. You're, you're kind of like a moderate, you know, Republican ish, right. you have a good job, everything like that. I'm more of like an independent liberal ish and I'm mm -hmm. broke. Okay, so, yeah. you know, I haven't bought an expensive car, you know, I don't have none of that shit. Mm -hmm. Like being broke for me is more of an experience of how people treat you mm -hmm. in that case than right. it is about anything that happens differently in my life. I still eat really well. I have, I'm, I'm a very healthy person. You know what I mean? I'm strong. I'm healthy. I work hard. I right. do, you know, I do job to job. Like you said, I act, I make a little music. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still in construction time to time. I do car projects. I do art projects. You know, all kinds of things I got going on. Right. But none of them are concrete. They're not like, oh, you know, this is what you do from nine to five. Right. So what I've done is I've carved out an existence for myself that while it doesn't bring a whole lot of money in the bank, what it does bring is, a, you know, a peace of mind and definitely a lot of time for me to dedicate to my daughter. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's like when you get your priorities straight and you realize that they're not like I, my my priorities were never linked to money. Mm -hmm. So you know my priorities are straight. I don't have any money, but my priorities are straight. <laughs> you know, and I don't have to suffer, and the people around me don't have to suffer. Right. I grew up in a situation where my mom worked all the time because yeah. she had to. She was a single mm -hmm. mom. Right. So what does that do to my upbringing? You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, if there's we're no one around. There's nobody home. There's right. nobody home. So if we have situations where kids are growing up with nobody at home and no friends and no, you know, support or like people that are like telling you that, you know, where are you going to get your hard work from? Right. You got to find it somewhere. Start? I mean, like, like if, if somebody's been beating the crap out of you all day, <laughs> you know what I'm yep. saying? Like yep. every single day you got to get up and you got to find it. And I think there are a lot of folks who have either, wound up living on the street, wound up taking their own lives, wound up dying from, you know, health, health issues that, that yeah. come up out of stress right. that are being, that are being killed just because they failed at making money. You feel me? No, I, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And, 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 and I guess the flip side of that is I grew up, I grew up, I mean, I'm not going to say we grew up like dirt poor, but I'll tell you what, man. I don't know how my mom and dad made it happen. And there you go. 
you know, and they were here the entire time, but my dad worked, you know, for the postal service and up until literally till the day he died. And my mom was a nurse and then she got burned out and then she went and worked at a deli and then she went back and worked at a doctor's office and then she worked at a pizza shop and she did all these different things. And, you know, I, I think, you know, your experience speaks volumes, right? And I think that's what makes us you know, like, you know, I mean, clearly your dad worked extremely hard in his life. He's done very well for himself. He's, you know, he's just a great guy and a very, very accomplished and, um, and has some amazing life stories, by the way, he was a, he was oh, a, yeah. a cameraman. <laughs> yeah. He was a cameraman and he got to see a lot of, a lot of stuff, but you know, for me on, on the flip side of that is that I grew up knowing what it was like to see my parents struggle in certain aspects, you know, um, like my parents never had, they didn't have a new car until that little green one that my mom had, you know, was yeah. my yeah, dad yeah, bought yeah. it and then died a year later or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. you know, there are those, I guess, so the, there are those experiences like for me, like I still like to go, look, we still go to the same places down in Wildwood. We still go, you know, my sister still lives here in town and, and, um, you know, it's just one of them things where, you know, I guess to your point, your childhood puts you in a, in a space to where you, you kind of, I guess you're going to kind of gravitate towards that in, in your life. Now, you know, for me, like, I'll be honest, like I want to retire and move to Florida and be, just be done with everything. I want to have a scooter and I'll have a little boat and I want to have a one bedroom condo. And go. that's all, that's all I want. I want to be able to go to the beach on Christmas day. I want to be able to hang out at the beach or be on the water on new year's Eve. Yeah. Um, you know, so there are those goals that I have and you know, I'm sure I'll get there at some point, but you know, I'm still young, but, but to your point, you know, you carved out your way. Like I'm, when I graduated high school, my parents were like, you want to go to college? Better go get a damn job. So that's what yeah. I did, yeah. you know? Right. And, right. um, you know, I put myself through and like now, you know, my oldest daughter's like, oh, I want to go to college. I'm like, what do we, what do you need from me? And um, right. she's right. like, well, so you know, funny. she's like, well, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to need some help. I'm like, I'll help you fill out the paperwork, but I'm not paying for that. Like, I did it myself. Uh-huh. I never, dude, I never had graduate. I never had honors ever in my life until I got my master's because I was paying for it. And I'm like, if I'm going to pay for it, I might as well get the most out of it. Yeah. And, and college yeah. for me, all college did for me was open doors. And I think that's a, that's another problem that there is because I know some really smart people that mm-hmm. don't have college degrees that, right. I mean, I, I heard something the other day, you know, look at like Mark Zuckerberg and all these guys that are, right. you know, they don't have college degrees, but it's a requirement to work at their company. Right. That's kind of right. weird to me, but oh, I understand it, it to a point. Because it's almost like the same thing you're saying. It's like, yeah, I know I made it this way, but you know, like, like not 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 what you're doing, but what a lot of parents do. The reason why you're doing the things the way you're doing it is because a lot of parents will just turn around and say, "Well, here, have all the money in the world. I had yeah. to make it, you know, over you know, hand over fist. But here, you 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 go ahead and have it all." Right. Well, it means that the next you know the next generation along that family line is not going to know what work is like. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah, and that messes yeah. things up. That messes things up because we think the brass ring is the money. It comes back around to this again. It's like once you've right. got it, and you feel like you can sabotage the rest of your family line by not making them do anything. Right. I don't. Well, I, well, just just take this uh, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids, my kids, 
even growing up and, and obviously they don't live with me and I've been divorced for uh, quite a while now. Um, but I've never, ever let my kids win. I've never let them win anything, whether it was a video game, bowling, miniature golf, anything. And they just like, I have, I've seen people let just let their kid. Oh, you beat me. I was like, they didn't. no, they didn't. <laughs> you got to right. go out because you know, if you think that people are going to let you win in life, you're wrong. You have to go out and you have to win on your own and you can surround yourself with good people. But you know, I've never, until this day, buddy, my kids, they're like, they're like, I said, when you win, when you beat me at something, no matter what it is, it could be checkers. It could be anything. When you beat me, you really beat me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, and it's, and I think the most important thing again, and it comes back to the point that we started this off with is listening and communication. Mm -hmm. So my dad kind of did the same thing to me. I remember when he was trying to teach me to play basketball. And you know, my dad's as tall as I am. I mean, he used to play Your ball. dad's a monster, dude. <laughs> he played ball in Belgium, and he played for Temple. And he's, he's, he's been around as far as basketball is concerned. Mm -hmm. So but when it was time for him to teach me how to play, he thought the same thing you did. He was like, well, I'm not going to let my son win because that's mm -hmm. not how this works. You know, you have, to, you have to learn how to play. You can't just, you know, be given the, given the win. But he would just block my shot all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, do you want me to want to play? Because he didn't communicate with me what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's mm -hmm. that's and 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 so we, we're we're sort of sitting at this place where everybody's got question marks over their head. Well, why does this person do this? Why does this person do that? And I don't think anybody has sat down and made sure that everybody's working like with the same playbook. Mm -hmm. We're talking about things we agree with. But there are people who don't know about any of the things that we talked about yet, John, and we're all Americans. So how does that make any sense? If we don't have a national cultural identity to some extent, and we just keep talking about, you know, the flag as though the flag equals the fabric of the country, yep. and we don't put any work into defining what the fabric of the country is, then we're just talking about these ideas, and it's just a big pile of ideas. Yep. And you pick and choose which one makes sense to you. And then we argue and we fight and we kill each other over who disagrees. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like none right. of this, none of this is making sense to me. Yeah, so we, I, um, yeah. We, we definitely have challenges in, in front of us for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, but where it comes back to politics, I think, you know, I, I went to high school. Um, like I said, I went to a prep school, wasn't my choice. Parents took me out of took me out of uh, Upper Marion, mm -hmm. and they sent me to the main line because that was a quote unquote better education. But what I found out when I got there was that it wasn't a better education in who I am. It was just a better education in this is what you're gonna have to do in college. They just gave you more work to do. Right. You know, like they didn't make you a better person. They just made you more busy because you were yep. gonna be busier in college. So they were just prepping mm -hmm. you for college. It wasn't like it was a better educational experience or taught you any more about how to be a human animal <laughs> than anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and there were and there were definitely smarter people at Upper Marion than there were at the school I wound up graduating. Sure, sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it really did come down to these people had money and they were mm -hmm. just like, Well, I'm gonna give my kid the best. You know, right. and, and you well, what, what they perceived is the best, right? That's exactly it. That's it's exactly all about it. perception. There's a lot of perception out there that is, yes. you know. Yes. Perception about black people, perception about poor people, perception yeah. about liberals, Republicans. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their own perception about it. And it's like, yep. well, if we haven't really agreed on what the facts are, 
then the arguments we're having and the people that are getting killed are all based on misunderstandings as mm -hmm. weird as that sounds <laughs> no well that's what <laughs> that's it comes crazy. down to that's exactly what comes in it's communication yeah. right so no matter what it is it's like you know just take for example like i think one of the this is just me you know my 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 family's my dad was in the Marines. My grandfather was in the army and my grandfather was in the battle of the bulge. And, you know, so one of the things I always go back to when you talk about humanity is like, um, I think it was world war two when, um, on Christmas Eve, this, all the soldiers that, you know, they put their guns down and called it their own ceasefire and sang Christmas songs and all that other kind of stuff. And, and just relax yeah. for the night because yeah. they're out there trying to do their job. Right. And right. they're taking orders from, you know, someone who's in charge, you know, probably in a warm house or whatnot. Yeah. But that just shows you the humanity that even in a time of you have to go kill that person and you have to go, you know, that's your job. They're like, the hell with this. I'm going to put this stuff down and like, let's just be humans for one night. And, um, you know, so it's, it's things like that. And it's, you know, like, like I, like many other people, I, you know, I'll look at TikTok or whatever, and I see like all this really good stuff happening. Like there's like a homeless guy and he just needs some, you know, blankets or whatever, or someone's looking to eat or, you know, it, I mean, I think that's great to a point, but you know, there's also the people out there that do it just for the clout, right? So they're clout chasers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I think humanity needs more people that are willing to, um, you know, willing to, to be more understanding. You don't know what that guy on the street has gone through in his life. You don't know what that woman, you know, standing on the corner has been through. Um, you know, I have one of my really good friends. Um, he's, he's, a he's a pretty conservative guy. Um, but I remember he would stop at the same place every day and there would be a guy out on the street and the guy's like, Hey, I need a job. I don't have any money. So he owned his own business and he said, come, he said, here's my card. I'll pick you up every morning and I'll bring you back right back here or wherever you have to go. And the guy goes, I don't want to work. I just want free money. And, you know, and, and that's everyone's prerogative, right? So not everyone wants to be helped the way that we think that they want to be helped. Um, well, but I'll true. tell you, but I'll tell you this, you can smile at someone and, and, and say, you know, God bless you or, you know, Hey man, you know, just know that you're loved and something like that. I did that with a, a, a guy at home Depot right there in King of Prussia. He had a tent across the street. I went in and he's like, I said, you hungry? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, what do you want? He's like, man, any, I'll take anything. I said like a hot dog is no, not hot dog. So I'm like, so you don't want anything. Right. But I went in, I got him, you know, meatball sandwich. I got him, I think a pork uh -huh. sandwich and whatever. And I gave it to him. And some lady pulls up behind me and starts honking her horn. And she's like, I'm going to miss the light. And I got out of my truck and I handed this guy his food. I'm like, I was like, I just looked at her. I was like, you, you have no compassion for people. Like none. You know what I mean? None. And look, I, I do that as often as I can. I can't do it as much as I would like, but um, every time I went back, cause you know, I'm doing all this work here. I'm up and I'm back and forth there all the time. And every time I went by, the guy would wave and, you know, he, right. you know, he'd thank me and like, people don't realize it, you know, being, I guess just being human is a lot more important than, um, you know, stuff. And we're in a wow. society, like we talked about earlier, just, it's, 
we all want nice stuff, dude. Don't get me wrong. Like if I came over, if I came over and said, yo, Jamil, look, I have this, you know, Subaru WRX. It's got like, you know, it, it it's like the rally edition. Do you want it? <laughs> You're going to be like, yeah, do you just leave it right here? But you know, no, but like, like that's just the thing is, is it's like those sorts of processes that we give ourselves, like everybody sits, uh, sits at home and thinks about these things. You know, you watch your news or whatever you watch and you just kind of work it over in your head alone or with your family, your friends or whatever. But that listening and comprehending piece of it really does require finding out what the other person is thinking about it because right. you know because so so you know about me that i like cars right and your example was if you said that you could give me a really nice car would i take it and i don't know that i would and well, it would just sit in your dad's driveway <laughs> that's just the thing is it's like right. is 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 it's like just to your point of how we get things how the people right. that you know have grown up around hard-working folks i don't feel comfortable taking things for free and you know that could be the that could be the you know the the thing that somebody is confused about you know like oh well i tried to give jamil a super he didn't want it maybe he doesn't like cars it's like well no <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? I do no. You know what, dude? I do understand that, and, and I'll tell you why. I have a hard time still to this day with receiving gifts of any kind, whether it's right. Christmas, dude. My like growing up, I like I had birthdays, but I never had like birthdays because my birthdays in the middle of the summer, and I played baseball my entire life, and right. I was always on the baseball field. So like my my birthday parties would consist of, "Happy birthday, John! Now go out and play your game." And, you, you know, even now, and that's a point of contention between my, my fiance and I, she's one of the most thoughtful gift givers ever. And, right. you know, I'll say something and, you know, she'll say, oh, I'm going to get this for you. And I'm like, don't, don't get it because I'm going to return it. And I take that joy away from someone else too. So I, I understand your point. Um, I think that's something I've had to learn. And even with my kids, like they're just, they're very thoughtful people. And, right. you know, I, I understand your point um about that because that's a struggle that i have as well you know if i go out to eat with someone i'm like i'm paying and they're like no let me get it and i'm like no and i'm like i'll never go like i just go to that extreme because i'm so concerned about um i don't know man i always feel like i owe someone something like okay just... so let me ask you this because it's an interesting that that that, that sounds like a really deep and personal thing that probably yeah. not a lot of people know about you. Right. So if you imagine how many of those things exist all throughout, like if we, like if we sat down here for five hours and you listed all of the things that you do that people don't know that you do or things that you right. feel, your opinions or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you would have a whole list of stuff that people would be like, right. I had no idea. It's like you read my IMDb. It's like you had no idea what I've right. been up to. And I think that I, that gives you some common ground. That gives you common ground to say, you know what, the, John – Right. You know, John looks like he has his shit together, right. which I, I pretty much do, but <laughs> none of us really do. I mean, it's 2020, no. you know, and certainly not under the surface, John. I mean, right. we've been, we, we've all been trained to push stuff into the corners and to bury yeah. things and to not mm -hmm. bring it to not, not talk about it and all this kind of stuff, family secrets. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I went through a lot of stuff in terms of molestation and those kinds mm -hmm. of things that people right. aren't supposed to talk about until now people are realizing right. like, I got to get this off my chest. Otherwise right. I'm going to go crazy. I exactly. think that's what it 
all about right now is everybody's right. realizing they're slowly driving themselves crazy trying to figure this shit out that they've just been told to do and they've never really stopped to think about why the hell they're doing it yeah they're doing and, it and it's right it's someone <laughs> someone else telling, telling you what's right and what's wrong right so that would be like yes. me being what the hell what do you think like what are you thinking i want to give you this car and you're like i don't want it i'm like what's wrong with you it's like exactly it's you like, get what's mad wrong with you? Like, right. I'm good. You know, you're just like, well, what the fuck? Like, I, you know, I yeah. bought this beautiful car for you. Why would you do right. that? Yeah, I, like, I, well, I do understand that. Yeah. You know, you know, you know and, it's, and, and, and I think that similarly, like the story about the guy who didn't want to work. And it's like, yeah, if that's true of him at that moment, on that corner, in that conversation, some people will take that and they'll say, well, this is why I don't give money to homeless people, as though all homeless people are that guy on that corner in that conversation. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> so it's like, I think that a lot of people's justifications for stuff boil down to the fact that they've only cooked it up in their own head thinking about it after they switched the news off for the night. Right. And they don't go and talk to black people or liberals or, you know, gay people or anything. Right. They just yep. say, well, because my Bible says this is wrong, I have to go by that. And I'm not going to have a conversation with you about it. Right. That's and what, and again, that's, that's just that's just that closed mindedness. Right. And, and not not really yeah. understanding, possibly not understanding what what's going on in reality. Right. So, possibly. you know, everyone right. can have your own thoughts and, and, and yes. whatever. But but that's yeah. so that's something I've 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 had a hard time with here is that. I don't necessarily come on and give my opinion because like, I don't want to force my own ideas or my own, like I'm willing to share my experiences, but I'm not willing to come on here and really even have a conversation with someone saying, you know, you, you shouldn't do that because of this. It's like, well, it's more of a conversation saying, Hey, did you want, did you know this about this? Because this here may end up changing your perspective a little bit. And then, and when they come back, and say, hey, John, guess, did you know this about this? I'm like, no. And then I do my own research, but that's what it comes down to. You know, but everything listen, on listen. social media is true. You know, you, you know, <laughs> everything. It's like, oh, my God. Right. So, but listen to what you just said. It's like all the work that you were required to do in that example you just gave. All yep. of the follow-up stuff that you had to do, and mostly because you entered the conversation saying, what else can I learn about it? Right. Instead of getting on your podcast and being like, well, what are you, immigrants and blah, blah, blah. It's like, right. dude, it is not that simple. <laughs> even if you want it to be, or even if it might you know, have elements that are easily picked apart, doesn't mean that the problem has an easy solution and you're right. not going to get the solution but, if you're not you know working on the problem instead but, of just but that's the that's the difference though right like i'm willing to put the work in to figure it out yeah. some people that's just say oh well this guy this guy on this news channel said that you know there's yeah. you know this happening <laughs> right, what? right right turn another right. channel and they're like there's this is not right. happening hey john i watch fox news all the time bro yeah i watch fox news because when i hear you know the more liberal outlets and they're just spouting off about something i'm like Man, everybody's talking about the same thing. I wonder what they're saying over, you know, I wonder what Hannity's got to say about this. Yep. That's Hannity, you know, he's talking about something completely different. I'm like, well, this yep. is the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's not even having the same conversation. It's like, okay, well, no wonder we're confused. <laughs> well, you, there's, and the, the, the crazy thing about it is the, the story is the same. It's just mm -hmm. a different spin, right? So you don't just pull news out of thin air, right? Like, a full moon like oh everyone's like oh the full moon it's like oh the full moon's great and then you go somewhere else it's like oh the full moon's creating this huge tide and it's going to flood out venice and it's like 
the world's there coming to it. It's like it, the the moon's going to, you know, the earth is going to continue to rotate and the tide will go down and whatever. Like I, I look at it that way. And then, you know, oh, well, this is going to disappear and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, okay, well, you better go see it now because if it's going to disappear and you want to see it, you should probably get in your car and go or get on a plane and go. So, and, 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 and so what you're saying, I think what you're saying can be hacked even a step further for people to do that with themselves. You're absolutely right with like their ideas and the way they think about things. You should be expanding your horizons and traveling and talking to new people and learning new stuff. But there's also that element of what about you? What about what you don't have as part of your calculations? You know, you grew up a specific way. Mm-hmm. I grew up with military in my family too. Both my grandfather, yeah. two grandfathers on my dad's side because his mom okay. married twice. And they were both in the Navy. And I loved my Navy grandfather. My, yeah. uh, my step-granddad was, was on the Okinawa during the blockade. And I was wow. super proud of my sure. grandfather. And he was like this wiry guy, had this great mustache and really strong forearms. I just loved right. this dude. Yeah. So I wanted to be in, uh, in the military. When I, when one of the things that I wanted to do instead of going to college was to join the Marines. Mm-hmm. But when I talked to my parents about it and my family and looking for some support to say like, yeah, all right, cool. You know, like your grandfather did it. All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, no, you don't belong in the military. That's not for black people and blah, blah, blah. Because at the time, there was a lot of, you know, talk about how you know, black soldiers were treated and it's not right. lies because when yep. we came back from World War II, we were, we were lynched in our, in our uniforms and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. So there's, there's real, you know, facts behind it, but that didn't change the reasoning that I wanted to be a part of the military, which was right. to help protect those people, like you said before, who are just out there taking orders from people in warm houses somewhere. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I know yep. my brothers at Upper Marion that got, you know, had to go to the military because they had no other options yep. are, you know, are being suckered into that because their education level is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they're not being farmed off to go to college. They're being stuck right. in the military. Well, I right. want to help them out. I, you know, the people in, the, in, in college don't need me. The people out on the front lines need me. Right. <laughs> you know, when yeah. everybody was like, no, you shouldn't do that. You should go get a degree. I'm like, well, why? Right. <laughs> it doesn't seem yeah, like that's... <laughs> it, it's, it's funny you say that because they're, they're the conversations. Like, look, as a parent, I want my kids to go to college. And, and I'm not... They could go to college for whatever they want to go for. But I want them to understand that, um, at least from my perspective, it may end up opening a door for you that may not be open otherwise. And, you know... But at the same time, like my oldest daughter, I, I sat with her and I was like, well, you know, what do you want to do? And she told me what she wants to do. And I'm like, I had zero idea you were interested in that at all. And yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, so what I was like, did you look at colleges that have that? And she's like, yeah, there's some here, there's some there. And I'm like, okay, well, do you want my help? And she's like, well, you know, I do. And, and so I started looking up these colleges, man. And I'm like, I'm like fully in, in, in this thing. I'm like, here's what can I do to help? And I think that's what it comes down to whether it's my kid or not. Like Jamil, look, I, I, I coach baseball. So I coach the, the Valley Forge generals Legion team. And, um, so I'm the, I'm the director of Legion of junior Legion. So I have the prep team, which is 13 and 14 year olds. And then I also have the junior team, which is 14, 15, and 16. And, 
you know, Mike, uh, Mike Shannon, who is my, who's the head coach for that team, him and I like hit it off. Like we have conversations like this all the time. And, um, you know, we, we talk about our goal with the team. Like, do we want to win yet? Look, I'm the guy, I want to go out and step on throats. Like if I can, like, let's go out where we're on the field, go out and at the end of the game, you shake hands and you be gentlemen about it. And that's the way that I yeah. learned the game growing up. But right. when we talk about things, it's like, you know, what's our main goal? And and my main goal is not for these kids to be the the best baseball players they can be. I think they can do that on their own. My goal is to say, here's how you can be a really great young man and a, and a, and a man as you grow up. You know, like, you know, I'm divorced. My kids, you know, they, they've had, you know, they, I, my ex-wife is going to be getting married again. Uh, at some point I'm getting married again. Right. Um, and you know, these kids are out there. There's not many kids on the team that have parents that have been together, you know, maybe even ever, some of them may or may not yeah. even know who their father is or their mom is. Right. So, you know, that's the goal. The goal is not, the goal is to, is to develop some kind of skill set and show them that, you know, let's be gracious in, in losing, but let's also be, you know, go out there and be cold hearted, you know, killers on the field and do your thing, like go do your job. And at the end, we'll sit there and we'll crack jokes. And that is lost a lot in sports. Now. Um, we don't give out, you know, we don't give out those participation trophies. We don't do all that kind of stuff because I think that hurt a lot of people. Um, that's just my opinion. And some people may not agree with it, but I never didn't get a trophy because I'm a winner. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Right, but it, right, it just right. comes down to, you know, even with baseball, like that, that molded me. Like I had some coaches that were super harsh, like super harsh. I don't know if you remember uh, Darren Swire. His dad was my coach. Yes, and let me tell you, buddy, dude, he was the hardest on me. Like, and Johnny Nelson's dad, like all those guys, they were all my coaches growing up through Little League. And I was the fat kid that could hit real far and throw really hard. I couldn't run fast because I, I have really short legs. But – it comes down to you have to somehow, some way um, be able to listen and also be able to communicate outwardly, right? So if you're willing to listen, um, you also have to be, there's, there's truth in everything, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? So, you know, I'm trying to develop these young men to being young men and saying, look, the harder you work, the better your life will be. No matter what that path is, Jamil, look, you work super hard, dude. I, I see that you work hard. Um, your number one concern I can tell, and I've known that for a while is your daughter and family's super important to you. And, um, you work hard on what you want to work hard on. So that's your cars. It's your art. And by the way, anyone who's listening right now, Jamil is one of the most amazing artists I've ever seen in, in my life. I mean, I remember, you. you know, in high school, some of the art, I'm sure some of your stuff still displayed at the school. Um, but you also had your own, you, you had your tattoo shop. You had, you know, you do music, like you said, you do a bunch of different things. And, and this director thing, I'm curious about, because I have an idea I want to run by it. Oh, cool. We'll, we'll do yeah. that off, off, off of this because I don't oh, want someone yeah. else to take it. I want to hear about that. But, um, but yeah. you know, I, so, I think it comes down to whether we're going to communicate effectively or not and recognize what the big picture is because the big picture is not right now. The big picture is the next generation and the generation after that. Like me, like I, I don't want to say I'm a lost cause, but I'm pretty pretty set in what I'm my plan is. 
yeah um my path has has taken me i'm, I'm, I'm gonna get right at your point but i'm gonna okay. kind of wander around a little bit to get there uh, my my path has has had me in the Philadelphia street punk scene. It, it had me down in in South Carolina, Georgia, California a few times. I've been out to California, um, you know, the Caribbean, Mexico. I mean, I've, I've I've been around a lot of different places, and people are not different wherever you go. I agree with um, that. But one of the the real cornerstones that I can see as the difference between us moving forward and us staying stalled out where we are right now comes down to making some really hard uh, redefinitions in what these things are that we're arguing about. When I hear you talk about what it is that you have as a, a, a goal and a priority in coaching these young men, what I hear is a form of socialism. Mm -hmm. And that's a bad word, mm -hmm. but it's only a bad word because I think people want to talk about it just where it comes to money, just right. where money is concerned. Right. And that's, mm -hmm. again, I think that that's, that's a failing of our, of our experiment right now is everything is focused on money. But mm -hmm. the point of being more socialist is to develop the social strengths of our, of our community. Yep. I agree you know? 100%. Yep. To, to educate people the right way both on how to be individuals and how to boss this, you know, <laughs> this environment we got going yeah. on, mm -hmm. you have to teach everybody. Okay, well then, but now we, we, we have a structure where education is funded by property taxes. Yeah. So in the poorer places, you have shitty education. Yeah. And it's always been that way. So yeah. these things that we need to fix right now, part of them have to do with everybody sitting down and saying like, what is socialism actually? Capitalism is the focus on capital, the focus on money, making it, keeping it, doing whatever. Socialism is the focus on society. And we have not focused on society since like the 70s. Right. You know, I mean, like when the 80s hit, it was all the stock market and SNLs. You remember all the news and everything yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. People making money hand over <laughs> fist and screw yep. you, I'm going to get rich. Yep. You know, I think mm -hmm. that that never stopped because that's what gave birth to our president. Yep. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Like yeah. that kind of mentality was like where he came from. Yeah. So, you know, we got to admit that. We have to look at that and say like, okay, whether or not you believe that the guy's policies, have, you know, make any sense, his, his, his root and his soul is about money, like for mm -hmm. generations. <laughs> not just right. him, not just his dad, but his granddad too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yep. it, it goes real far back. So I think that this is where we're at. We're at a place where people are realizing that this is no longer tenable. We can't keep doing this. You know, we like, like we can't keep yeah. banging our against each other over misunderstandings and half truths and, you know, unresearched yeah. uh, opinions and all that stuff. It's like, yeah. it's a dead end and we're going to crash. We're going to crash. Yeah, I mean, I, like we guys with guns that are going to go down to the, to, to the Capitol on the 20th. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is not good. This is just yeah. not good. Yeah, you know, forget uh, about politics for a minute. <laughs> like they're talking right. about killing black people. So I, I, I got an issue. Right. <laughs> yeah, I gotta worry about well, that's that. That <laughs> is that societal outlook, you know. And yeah. look, you know, I've said before, I, I've said this to you. I don't know what it's like to be a black guy. I've been white my entire life. You know what I mean? And you don't know what it's like to be a white guy. You've been black your entire life. So, you know, you've but been I through you things. Thing, Joe, just because you, just because you brought that up, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but, but sure. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because. 
I, you know, you don't know what it's like being a black guy, but I almost, and I don't want to, you know, even get into the percentages, but I mm -hmm. have to know something about whiteness. I have to. Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. you could be a white guy your entire life and know nothing mm -hmm. about blackness, but yeah. I cannot live to 43 years old and be a black man and not know anything about whiteness. Right. In, in, in America, oh, you know, what I'm no, saying? Like, I, so I agree. I agree. And, and, and I'll, I'll stay on that same vein in the fact that, you know, it's funny right before, um, like I, I love, you know, you know, hip hop music is what I grew up on. Right. So oddly enough, like I, right before I, I, I actually changed my shirt. It was, uh, I had the notorious B.I.G. shirt on with, you know, his sure. album cover on from uh, yeah. ready to die. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, I don't look, I'm not in any way, shape or form trying to, to patronize anyone, but, or, or to pander to it. But I, I love the culture, man. Like I grew up DJing, like I've, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it's just the way that things were for me. Like, do I, you know, I love, you know, hip hop music, the, the, the new stuff right now is horrible in my opinion, but you know, that's, I guess that's just the old guy in me coming out. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to get your head around. I, but yeah, I but I'll be honest with you. So look, here in this house where I grew up and I'm doing all these renovations, I was going down to the basement and I looked at the one wall. And when I was younger, I used to sign on the steps like because I wanted to be a baseball player. I practiced my autograph all the time. But right. in one place, and I'll take a picture. I'm going to send it to you just for, for yeah, the hell of it. Yeah, yeah, I wrote yeah. Two Live Crew because I remember getting that album. And I still have Two Live Crew's greatest hits in my truck, by the way. Which, you know, when I come up the hill and it's warm, that's all you hear is music. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think to your point, you know, you had to understand that. I, I feel like I didn't have to, but I wanted to, right? And I think that's a big difference in, in the way that society is now. Like, I didn't, I didn't like Green Day and all the grunge rock and all that stuff when I was younger. I didn't like it because I'm like... I don't, why are they screaming at each other? Like, I'm like <laughs> more into like the flow, like all that kind of yeah. stuff. And now I'm into country music and, and a lot of, I actually, um, I'm going to have a country uh, guy on here. He's a drummer for one of my favorite country musicians, but um, oh, awesome. you know, to, to your point, you didn't, you, the way it sounds to me, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds to me like you kind of, you didn't really, in order for you to kind of get through a lot of stuff, you, you kind of had to understand the the whiteness piece of it right for me i went in and kind of was like this is pretty awesome you know what i mean like i still to this day like like foxy brown and like trina is one of my favorites by the way um but you know when i think about it like i was in it because i wanted to be do you do you feel like you kind of had to be in that well here's the thing um and i'll and i'll back up i didn't i didn't i wasn't born here i was born in camden Right. Uh, and the first six years or so of my life, I was in South Jersey mm -hmm. and my grandmother was from Camden and she was like a hood grandmother. I mean, she would not take any mess and she hit me with a belt and all that kind of stuff because yes. she was teaching me how life is. That's that's a mm -hmm. part of the black culture talking about beating our kids is because it's tough out there for us. <laughs> like we're going to get beat up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like yep. stuff's not always going to be fair and <laughs> you got to deal right. with that, you know? And, and part of it was just like, she's like, didn't want me messing around. So I didn't fail in life. But when we moved to King of Prussia, it was like the first time I had been around nothing but white people. Yeah, I hear you. The first time. 
the first time I came and lived in King of Prussia, it was like, where are the black people? <laughs> like there was zero. They were in West Country people. where I lived. Right, 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 right. So you had to be in a neighborhood. If you were in the suburbs, you had to be in a neighborhood where it was, you know, partially integrated. Well, King of Prussia right. was only, I think, desegregated in like the 60s or the 70s. So King of Prussia was not the place for me to move at, you know, in the mid eighties because everybody was not, you know, desegregated yet. So in their mindset, there was a lot of that old stuff. I got, you know, you know, Nazi skinheads at my door when I was in fifth grade and, you know, people using the N word and telling jokes and all that kind of stuff around me all growing Mm -hmm. up through elementary school. I mean, so when you say I had to, here's a difference, John. You know, hip hop, what you know of hip hop, what, what, what you've experienced of the culture through the music is something that had to be filtered through the industry of the music. It really wasn't, hip hop is not the culture. Hip hop is the music of the culture. Mm-hmm. And the culture itself is in trouble because of the hip hop industry in yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Because of the, you know, the fact that you and a lot of other kids grew to love the music of the culture, the mm-hmm. industry decided that your opinion meant that they had to adjust and change the trajectory of Black America to better suit what was going to fuel the hip hop industry. Right. So when I was like eight, nine, 10, 11, when I was in like middle school, nobody was listening to hip hop in the streets in King of Prussia. You know, Upper Marion High School, everybody was still listening to, like, White Snake, and, you know, they had, like, Firebirds right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and White then, Snake like, did. That was a great album, by the way. I just have to say that. So to your question, like, when MTV came out, it was all white music. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, there was yep. black music on MTV. I yep. had to listen to Power 99, which was the only black station in this area. Still still and one of the only original ones from growing up. Only ones, still going strong. Absolutely. Shout out to Power 99. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. Doc but B. Like, so it was like living in a different universe, man. Right. It was like I knew about hip hop and nobody else knew about hip hop. Yep. You know, my uncle, talk about driving home in the summertime. My uncle had this, uh, still, he, he still got it. He had the 68 Camaro. And he used to have one of those bazooka tubes you could get from like Sears or something. Buddy, and, I had one in my mom's station wagon. Everybody had one of them things. Them bazooka tubes were like, that was that that was it. You had a bazooka right. tube. You, man. So he had a bazooka yep. tube in the back of his Camaro. And right. I could hear him coming from like a mile and a half away. Because it was mm-hmm. like dead quiet King of Prussia in the 80s. Yep. And I could hear him playing Planet Rock coming all the way home. I forget Bambada. So you know what I mean? Like that was my introduction to my own culture. Weird. Right. You know? Because yeah. I was a yeah. kid up to that point. So I had to make a choice, John. I had to either be like one of these suburban black folks that looks mm-hmm. around and doesn't see any black people and has to make some friends. Yep. So they just they just adopt white culture. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a touchy subject because yep. that, is, that is still their personality. And you would never, you know, you should never rise to question anyone's personality regardless where they got it from. But you have to understand the different layers of mental gymnastics you got to go through to make all the white people around you happy, even if that runs afoul of you being a black person in this country. You know, so people want to touch your hair and people want to treat you like you're like like you're a sideshow. Yeah. When I was growing up, there were kids that asked me if I had a tail. And I couldn't even get mad at that because they had just never seen a black person before. What am I going right. to say to this person? It's right. like, well, I mean, you know, I can't get mad at you for that. 
I can be like, wow, that's messed up. You should learn something, you know, here, have some, have some information. Or I could yell and scream and I could, you know, turn myself into an outcast and this and that. But, but that's my burden to bear. You know, like I have to carry that around with me every day Mm -hmm. because I don't have any kind of warning when somebody's going to come up to me and ask me some kind of (laughs) insensitive question. So if I'm having a tough day, you know, and somebody's like, well, do you have to brush your hair? You know, I want to smack it shot. But it's like, if you do that, then you're, then you're out of line. You know, because so, oh, I was just trying to ask him a question. It's like Whoa. I've, I, I, yeah, I don't, and and look, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to, trying to take away from what you say, and um, but I mean, if you look at me, like I have, you know, I have shaved my head not by choice. It just doesn't grow. Grass don't grow on a busy street. But I have, you know, I have a goatee, and it's long, and you know, people come up to me, and I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm not nearly as tall as you guys. I weigh more than both you and your dad together. I will say that. But um, but I, you know, I was called, you know, a racist Nazi skinhead, and and uh-huh. all different kind of things. You know, when I used to work um in in kind of factory work, and yeah, you know, that that became a a point for me. And 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 the guy who did it, he had a he had a bald head and he had a goatee, and I'm like, so you're you're a white racist Nazi skinhead too. And he just looked at me, he goes, why would you say that? I said, because you look just like me. He's like, no, I don't. I was like, you look just <laughs> like me. And, you know, he goes, no, well, our skin's different color. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? And I just kind of, I rolled it into that. Like I used a lot of humor, you know, in my life. I had to, because I was me a fat, too. ugly kid. Right. Yeah. But it comes my down God. to, it comes down to, um, you know, the education piece. I'm like, you know, Hey, my grandfather was prisoner of war twice in Nazi Germany and he was yeah. held captive. And, you know, Oh, by the way, he had to, um, you know, he had to kill his commanding officer and, uh, because his commanding officer was giving away points of, of where all the other soldiers were. So you're going to tell me this, and you don't know anything about me. You, you don't know how right. much I hate that kind of thought process. You don't know. And then it's like, and then the conversation start. And then, you know, this, this guy and I ended up getting along really well, but it comes down to that education piece. Right. So it comes down to the conversation, John, and right, you and right. I, and I think that it's an important piece that you mention, and I want to circle back around to it. The fact that you and I are both outcasts of different stripes. You mm-hmm. talked about having to deal with being outcast because of your appearance. Right. And I was as well for a totally different right. reason. Right. But it's just that mindset that you're, you're like gifted by that experience of yeah. being aside from all of it. So you're not swept up in it. You're on the outside of it, trying to deal with all the nonsense. So right. you have a sense. You have a sense of what and, I'm talking about. And man, and I'll tell you, people, you is, know, a lot of people. Yeah, know, right, off the right, right. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you know, several times, like I told my kids the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm starting, like every once in a while, I just really like I feel like I get punched right in the face with just some nonsense that really gives me like it. I, I start to lose faith in humanity again. And, you know, over the course of this year and the last couple of years, um, it's been really hard um, to not have that happen, whether it's, you know, not feeling good about myself or feeling like, you know, am, am I doing the right thing for me or, you know, um, what makes me happy. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, capitalism and then, you know, what success means to a lot of people. Success to me doesn't necessarily mean money. I will tell you this, and I, I, I find it hard for you to disagree. Money makes things easier, but it doesn't necessarily equate to happiness, and it doesn't necessarily equate to success. So 
you know, I, I had heard something not too long ago about, you know, there's this, this American dream or this dream anywhere for that matter is that, you know, you work all these years and you buy a box on a piece of property and then you die. Like that's like, that's essentially what the big picture is. Right. And like, I look at like my mom, you know, my mom retired and, and has she struggled since then? Yeah. I mean, my mom retired when, when my oldest daughter was born, but you know, your dad's been retired for quite some time. He, he seems to be doing all right. Um, well, and, I mean, the circumstances of his retirement kind of follow with what you're trying to say is that you're not rewarded for losing your entire life at a job. Right. They tried to kick him out. They tried to right. like force him into retirement for a long time. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I still want to work. And they're like, well, you know, they just want younger blood in there or whatever. Yeah. But the local news looks like garbage now because all the old guard got forced out because they're too right. old. Right. They're not earners anymore. We got nothing to right. learn from you. So we're just going to move on because the industry needs its money. Right. And it's, I mean, it's the same thing happened to him. So yeah, yeah I mean, people, people have integrity. People have drive. People have, you know, the right foundations and it is just the workings of the system, how we have it set up so that all of that labor and all of that power and that, 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 that struggle goes into somebody's pocket. Right. So and it's, it it's, it's that direction of saying, here's what you're going to do. Here's how long you're going to do it for. And here's what you're going to get out of it. Exactly. And that's and then really people, all it is. And they just plug themselves in and they just, they're just along for the ride. Yep. Right. <laughs> you know, and the rest of the yeah. time is just arguing so that they don't have to second guess that, that hamster wheel they're on. Right. You know what I mean? It's like when you yeah. bring something up to somebody and they get mad at you right off the bat. Well, no, you're mad because you're on, you're in a rut. <laughs> you're yeah. just on like an endless track to your own death and you don't right. have any happiness of your own every day. There's nothing yeah, you and wake up to and yeah. it's like, oh, I'm so glad I'm awake today. It's like, no, you're just miserable and you're trying to right. put that on me because you don't yeah. like the fact you know, whatever. So I, um, it's, it's funny. I, I love my job. I love what I do. Um, I work for an amazing company and, um, like I said, I, I do, I do pretty well. Um, and it's not about that. I think for me, my, my career path has taken me in the path because here's, I have this chip on my shoulder and it comes from, you know, you mentioned things about school. I was told in school by my guidance counselor that if I wanted to go to college, I would have to go get help from someone else because I wasn't high enough on the class rank list to go, <clears throat> excuse me, and to go to college and to waste her time. And oh, sure. so sure. I was told that I was dumb. I was told that I wasn't college material. I was right. told by several people that I should just go in the military and be on the front line. So I'd be with the first person that gets shot literally See? to my face. That's exactly what was said to me. Um, <clears throat> and oddly yeah. enough, Oddly enough, um, Mrs. Burns and in, in the art teacher, she came to me one day. I think I was a sophomore. So look, this goes back that far. I threw Mrs. Burns a baby shower when she had her oldest daughter, what? Kelly. Yep. <clears throat> and I was at, it was crazy. The first person that I got in touch with when I got my master's degree was her. And I just said, hey. I want to, I just want to thank you for, you know, believing in me because I was, I, I took ceramics for four years. Number one, it was an easy class. Number two is where all the hot girls were at. So, you know, <laughs> so that's what I did. Right. And I remember seeing you sitting down in Mrs. Cool's area down on, you know, in the, in the roundabout. Right. 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right. So I um so I was told that I wasn't enough. I was told I wasn't enough by a lot of people in life. Um and some people some people that should never say that to to the you know you know people that mean that much to you. And Absolutely. so you know I went back to that school <clears throat> a year later. Actually, it was probably a year and a half later when I got my W-2 from working full-time for the first year. Now, don't get me wrong. I had to work like 60, 65 hours a week. But I went back and showed my W-2 to the, to the guidance counselor. And I said, just so you know, I made more money than you did this year. There you go. And you told me I would never be anything. So, you know, that might have been a little – uh, actually it was, it was pretty ignorant, but you know, at the time I was a 19 year old kid or 18 year old kid. And, and, you know, so that's why I went to college. People always told me I never would, I was not smart enough. And that's why I work hard every single day. No, you're absolutely right. And, and honestly, that reaction is the most human reaction that you could have because you are showing them that your abilities are not tied to your appearance, to, to their perception of your intelligence or any right. of it. It comes from within you. So you right. should feel proud of achieving when people told you to your face that you didn't have the capacity to achieve. Right. So right. expand that feeling you know, and, and make it be somebody who didn't have family support from a Marine and somebody as solid as Pat, you know, yep. somebody as solid mm -hmm. as your mom as a, right. as a standby or a stability in your life. Sure. Talk about kids who, you know, who hear that at their public schools and then they go home and their mom's drinking and their dad, you know, so, their dad is a, so you, know, you say like, that I, I literally want to start and maybe this is something that you and I can do if you're interested in it. I know there's a few other people that I've talked to about this, but I would love to start like a circuit to go talk to high school students once a year, go have like an assembly and be like, yo, here's the deal and try to figure out what that means and say, you know, here's my experience. Um, I wasn't gifted all this stuff and you know, life is hard out there and success doesn't mean this. And, success is going to mean like I I'd love to talk to more talk to you more about that because I think you know we could we could hit a lot of schools man and and pr I really do believe we could change a lot of lives I really do you want to know something interesting John I've been doing this for the past about six years I think last year was the first year that I didn't do it um okay. just because I was getting burnt out and the kids had changed a lot like generationally, as I continued to do it, I started getting further and further away from, from yeah. their frame of reference. So it got harder for me to reach them. But for about six years, I, I helped out with, um, helped run a, a summer program at Temple University for okay. high school kids in inner city Philly. And mm -hmm. part of my in was knowing as much as I do about hip hop yep. uh, and, and, and where hip hop can help uh, inner city kids in particular, but we were talking about professionalism and we were talking about, you know, self-development and self-sufficiency and things like that. So you're absolutely right that this is what is necessary because we cannot count on anyone older than us. Right. We are the first generation, me, you, you know, all of that, like real small population of generation X are the only people who know what it was like to not have technology and mm -hmm. then to have it. We're the yep. first people to get MTV. We're the first people to deal with all of this stuff in the modern age, but come from a, a, a foundation of just riding bikes and, you know, 
playing finger guns and stuff like yeah. that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I <laughs> so, get it. Like it's it, 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 the ones. That makes us the ones. You know, it's 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 us that has to say, look, I know how it looks. I know how it's been. But this is what's coming down the road for you. Right. Because a lot of grown ups don't know anything. I mean they they've yeah, but, been on the American round so long that they you know they can't have a sense of perspective about what it looks like to be an artist. I'm an artist, yeah, but, John. But here's the thing. You know? the, this, the easiest thing to explain is that your beginning and my beginning could be the same. Exactly. It's the ending. The ending can be different. That's that's all yeah. I'm saying is you know no, like, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to have that, that conversation, dude, I, I, I'm telling you, I would love to, to talk more about this and even do some like something like this where we just talk and we, you know, maybe we have like some kind of open forum and, um, you know, maybe get involved with schools and, you know, I'm not looking to make money, man. I'm, I'm looking to make leaders. I'm looking to develop leaders and develop people because that's what's important. Cause look, you know, I, I'm, I think I got 15 years and then I'm going to disappear, buddy. I'm going to, I'm 15 years, I'm disappearing and I'm, I'm going to live yeah. my life. So well, we got to do what we can do now to make sure we're still around in 15 years, John. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. I have to be able to, I want to disappear on my terms, not on someone else's, you know what I mean? You want it to be Florida, not like someplace right. in Russia at that point, don't you? Right. Yeah. 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 Like the South of France might not be too bad, but you, you know, know more, more the Caribbean. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, I, I think I, I think I, I think the conversation that we had, you know, just again on Halloween and even today. Um, first of all, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate your family. Um, I appreciate your time. And um, you know, I, I think that conversations you can have with people can actually like make a huge difference, right? So making a difference in someone's life life is not necessarily giving them money. It's not necessarily giving them things. It could be, you know, Hey, look, I I get it. You know, life is really hard. And, you know, we, none of us know what each other's going through. You know, you know, I I know when I see you guys, you always wave and you, you say hi, but you know, every day, every day can be a challenge, you know? And, you know, for me, you know, people don't understand. Like when I talk about my kids, I'm like, dude, I didn't see my kids grow up because, you know, I was, you know, that's a whole other justice thing that is just completely fucked up is the, the court system as it relates to family relations. But, um, you know, when, when it really comes down to it, like I think experience needs to be, you know, and my experience isn't going to relate to everyone else, but you know, when I say that, you know, Hey, here's what I had, um, here's what I didn't have and here's what I have now. And it's not stuff. It's just kind of knowledge and what yep. you bring. I, I think we can make a, a difference in a lot of people's lives, man. I really do. For sure. Sharing information, sharing experiences, sharing perspectives is the key. Right. I think people have been hiding behind just the, you know, the norms and saying, well, you know, I'm just an average American. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. What are, what are you telling me? Yeah, what, is, <laughs> like, what, what is it? What is that even now? You know? Right. What does that mean to you? Like, I, right. I understand what you said, but, but people don't know. People don't know right. because they've never really had to ask the question, except now right. when we realize that it just doesn't work for everybody. Right. And we got to start asking some questions about how we well, can get it to. Work so that's the first question I would ask. If someone says I'm an average American, yeah. like, well, so what does that mean to you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, be specific. Oh, well, I just, I, you know, I, I have, I have a house here. I have one at the beach. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's not average. Some people don't even have a house, <laughs> right, you know? Right, right. Some people have never seen the beach. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it when that happens, John. You know, because yeah. when as soon as you ask somebody to explain what it means when they give you some kind of platitudes or whatever, and then they come out with something that's like 180 degrees, <laughs> you know, from yep. from from what you know to be true, or right. what it you know what your perspective is, and that's right. I mean, yeah, and I think on the flip side of that, I love also to hear like one of my best friends, he he came, you know, he <laughs> I'm going to have him on here, um, but he he did really well for himself. And, you know, he worked hard his entire life. And he's he's a really good guy. And, you know, when I talk to him about things, and you know, he's like, you know, I'm just the average guy. And I'm like, well, you you might think that and realistically, he is but he ends up, you know, he worked really hard and ended up uh, uh, earning himself a, a very nice life. Um, right. Nothing was given. And um, but when when you break it down, it's like, you might, you know, you might be an average person, but that doesn't mean you're living an average life. And, no. you know, average, right. the law of averages is a dangerous thing, no matter what you do, you know, so totally. and and that's, I think, going to be our challenge going forward um, with um, you know, this, uh, conversations about wealth share and all that other kind of stuff. And it's going to be a dangerous conversation and there needs to be some really, really smart people involved if we go that route. Um, so that, I guess that'll be a conversation for another time, but. Yeah, um, John, I, and and I hear your exasperation and you're not wrong. I mean, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's it's such a delicate subject when this is what we've been doing for so long. So you how how do you talk to the winners, you know, under this structure and say to them that, you know, the rules need to be different. I I wouldn't want to hear that. (laughs) Right. No more than they want to hear it. You know, especially, especially if you were someone who came from literally nothing. And you come yeah. and you build, yeah. you know, something gigantic and, you know, that's it. One of the first things that I think of as a solution to that, John, is just that you don't have to convert everyone. I think that's part of the right. problem right now right. is that, you know, you take somebody like Elon Musk, for example, and I don't agree with all his politics or him personally, but what he did was he just created something where there was nothing. And I think that that's where we're at is like, you know, you just have to create an alternative. You don't have to change the whole, you know, framework. If you want to still do it that way, then go ahead and do it that way. But you've got to make some space for people like me, that's an artist, to still be able to to put food on the the table. Wouldn't you like to be the guy who who painted that mural at Facebook? Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know how many lives he could change? But that stuff, you know, and, it, and, it, and it's stuff just like that, where yeah. it's like, you know, you don't have the connections because you didn't walk through the right door should not yep. mean that you got to die on the street somewhere. I agree. <laughs> you know? I agree 100% American, with that. Yeah. You're still American. Why, why right. are we letting people die because they didn't make enough money? Right. And, and I, yeah, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people's eyes that are opening, you know, like, um, do you have to go and, and one of the things that I, I, I have a, a good friend who posts a lot of really, I think he does uh, uh, facts of the week or like Sunday facts or something like that. He goes, you know, the government will lend you $200,000 to go to college, but they won't give you $50,000 for a small business loan. <laughs> right. Yes. So that's, that's, that's <laughs> yes. something that speaks volumes. Right. So when you really unpack right. that and you think about it, you're like, right. Jesus Christ, right. $50,000, you can pay trap. that back. Right. Man, it's a trap. 
It's right. a trap. And, right. I, and I mean, it's the reason why when you read all the codes and all the financial documents and everything, it's all written in like stereo instructions because nobody yeah. can really figure out what the heck is going on. And it should be a lot easier than that. It should be a lot more, more based on people's life experiences. I mean, the fact right. that we all have to pay taxes every year is, is, is funny to me. Right. You have your hands in my bank account already. Why is yep. it that I have to go through this, you know, dog and pony show, you know, where you're basically giving me enough rope to hang myself yep. and everybody's got to do the math to figure out how much they owe? Like, what? Yep. why does this make any sense? Right. <laughs> all these little things. You just yeah. have to have alternatives to the way things yeah. have been done. And, yeah. You know, yeah. So I think I think if if there was more of a, hey, this is this there's a couple different paths for you. Here's a few of them. You know, you can go down this path, you can go down this path and you keep it right. pretty binary, you know, like, Hey, if you want to go out and rob a bank and get your money that way, go ahead. But Hey, here's what's going to happen to you. Or Ex you, you explain know, the consequences, right? Right. <laughs> right you right. know, or, or, Hey, you know what, if you go to uh, Montco and you, you go through accounting and finance and economics courses, you can learn a bunch of stuff and Hey, maybe you could be a day trader and you can make a lot of I money. Love it. There's a I lot of different it. opportunities, right? So, exactly. Um, exactly. Or, or you it. know what? You you watch YouTube, and next thing you know, you're making you're the next, uh, um, you know, uh, director for you know exactly. a movie or anything like that. You know, yeah. um, let's provide our kids with a backbone that comes out of what yeah, they want to offer the world. Cause I mean, and, they, cause they, and effect. They, they know what they want to put in the world. I mean, my right. daughter is all, she's into her fashion. Yep. She's just, you know, doing all kinds of, I'm like, go for it. I'll show you yep. how to do all kinds. I'm, I'm putting like, you know, technology in her hands and be like, yep. this is the stuff that professionals use here. Just yep. use these coffee pencils. These are perfect. You know? Right. And it's like, okay, well, then she might be an artist by the time she graduates high school. She could be yep. a graphic designer by the time she graduates yep. high school. Or she'll you know? be a, a NASCAR driver or, you yeah, know. Exactly. Whatever, you know, you a know, rally driver, anything she wants to be. She'll have a backbone about it. And that's really right. what it is. It's not like just put a roadmap in front of a kid, put the power in the kid. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, buddy, I agree. Kids I couldn't are, agree anymore. Kids are, smart yep. kids are smart. They're smarter than we are. We just beat them over the head. So they change to do it the way we want them to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Which doesn't, that doesn't change the world. That keeps the world no. exactly the same. That keeps us doing exactly what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good I mean, deal, you man. got the, you got the key. You got the, <laughs> you got the roadmap right here. Yeah. Try man. Try. And there's a lot of success stories out there that people know about, but they don't, you know, it, it comes down to this overnight success. You know, real, you look real. at people like, um, you know, we'll just stay on the hip hop side. Like, you know, DJ Khaled was not DJ Khaled, you know, five, oh, seven to 10 years ago. He was just some DJ that was spinning records in Miami. He was just some guy, but he was doing right. something that, that meant something to him. Yep. You know, yep. and so when yeah. people get there doing what means something to them, then they got all the right in the world. I don't like him personally, but I love the fact that he's like a really happy dude. Like not yeah. personally, but professionally, you know, like right. I, don't, yeah, I don't necessarily know yeah. his music, but you know, I love the fact that he is just happy as hell yep. <laughs> being DJ Khaled. Yep. <laughs> like, yo, that's exactly yeah. what the world needs is people just deciding to be themselves. I like personally. the fact that him and Rick Ross made fat guys sexy again. There you go. That works for there me. You, you know what I mean? And you, I mean, honestly, John, like, look at it. You you took that input and you did the same thing in your right. world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you owned yeah. the fact that everybody used to mess with you about that. 
and now yeah. you're bossing it. So that's yeah. the same, yeah. same story. But kids yeah. got to be getting the backbone and the permission to like, yeah, go out there, be you, treat the world to what you got to offer and see where that goes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they need, they need some reality. They need a reality check, which a lot of times they're not getting now. You know, like, Don't just follow me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not reality. Right, Don't just right. Hey, here's what, I, here's what, yeah, here's what I learned. But you can exactly. take what I learned and take exactly. it to like this, like this trajectory that you never ever would have thought. I tell my kids all the time, like, look, go do what you want to do and be happy with it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to work until you're, I don't know, who knows, they might not ever retire. Um, but I, my goal, my goal is to help them to say, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And if, if they're like, you know, I want to be rich, like, okay, well, what does rich mean? So it comes back to that question again, right? Uh-huh communication communication and listening yeah you know it yeah well look dude i uh i appreciate your time and uh i do want to do you have these you have these movies you were in or 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 were a part of on dvd or anything you could share with me they are all on youtube um okay i'll give you i'll give you all the links um okay yeah do that because i'll check them out yeah, yeah. You want me to text you all the links and everything? Yeah, that would be good. You could, yeah, yeah. Do that because I'll just watch them. I'll I'll throw them up on Apple TV. Right on, man. Um, yeah. But look, dude, I appreciate your time, and and uh, we'll definitely do this again. I think I think there's a yeah. lot of good that came out of this, and I I hope that the people that listen to this, um, will take a little bit from it. You know, so if they take a little bit, uh, that's great. If they don't, that's fine too. I mean, we're not trying. I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. I'm just trying to open, um, open some eyes and and um you know, I'll, I'll throw the links. If you're okay with it, I'll throw the links in the description on this on YouTube as well. Um, sure thing, man. Yeah, and, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get that out there. But, uh, again, I appreciate your time and, and, um, I'm sure I'll see it, but you know, when, when all this stuff settles down, the weather breaks, we'll, we'll get something out in the driveway and we'll overlook the town. And, uh, Oh, I love it. You know, I like love it, king, man. Like the Kings that we are. <laughs> but, well, I'll uh, tell you what, all this change starts from one conversation and I think that the fact that we're coming at from similar and different perspectives is, is super useful. So I, yeah, and, I, I appreciate you making it happen, honestly. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent serious about, you know, let's go talk to people. Let's oh, yeah. find a way to get this done, That's to have right. conversations. And, you know, look, I came up like, you know, my, my mom was a nurse, you know, she was educated, but you know, I talk to people the same way I'm talking right now. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my kids on FaceTime and they're like, why do you talk so professional? I'm like, this is just easy for me. It's the way that I talk, you know, like, if, what do you want me to, you want me to, you, you want me to curse? Like I curse, but I always tell my kids, I'm like, when you curse, that's just, you got to find a better word for it because cursing to me, to right. Cursing makes it seem to me like you're not smart enough to have a valid point or conversation, but sometimes you got to throw it out there got to put it in there to make a point sometimes yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> it is what it is. but uh all right man well look uh i appreciate it again and uh happy new year to you and your family and uh Likewise, happy new year you know to you too, man. thanks man thanks let's turn yeah let's let's turn this year over and and get some real work done um no doubt no doubt but uh We're already on we just got started for sure for sure <laughs> um all right everyone look uh again this is john at the bumbling yeti again my guest is jamil Gaines. uh some links in uh to his uh some of his projects below uh if you're on youtube i also have them on the um uh on our social media pages as well uh this is episode 28 closing out the year with a good one um jamil again i appreciate your time and and uh, tell your dad i said what's up will do all right man thanks Talk brother i appreciate it man
All right, take it easy. All right, see you. You've been listening to the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. Have an idea for a future show or guest? Hit us up on our socials at the Bumbling Yeti or email at the Bumbling Yeti at gmail.com.